I'm Steve. And I'm Byron. And we are Old Guys, Guys Bitching. Bitching. I got something I got to start with that is not uh, very pleasant. Uh, but a week ago today, uh, my son took his almost two-year-old son and his six-month-old puppy out for a walk. And as they were walking, some car driving by, the driver fell asleep at the wheel and went across the road right into them. My son was able to grab my grandson and jump into some bushes, and he tried to pull the dog with them, and unfortunately, the dog stood her ground and was hit by the car and killed. Oh, my, Steve, I am so sorry. And so it could have been worse. It could have been my son and grandson. Um, but this poor little, very sweet little six-month-old puppy. But the thing that really ticked me off the most, now, the guy fell asleep at the wheel. I don't know anything more than that. I don't know if there was a medical emergency, if he was under the influence of something or whatever. But when my son called the police, they said, there's nothing we can do. It's just a pet. Just a pet. Just a pet. Which, um, now, I understand maybe that was worded incorrectly, or maybe that's just how my son heard it. But our laws are totally ineffectual when it comes to our animals. And animals should have rights. And in some states they do. I'm surprised in Washington state they don't. That's one of the most progressive states in the country. Right. But but not on that count. Now, the interesting thing, as soon as it happened, and, and of course I was livid, I, I was livid and really upset at the thought of what could have happened and that I could have lost my son and grandson at the same time. And I contacted my state representative think, thinking, okay, I'll get a form letter back or something. No, I got a very nice email that addressed the whole situation and expressed his condolences and, and pledged to try to do something about the laws. Uh, then that doesn't happen very often when you contact legislators. No, it doesn't. But I'm very, very happy that yours was so responsive. I do have to ask, though, was the uh, the driver charged with a failure to maintain, uh, you know, the motor vehicle failure to keep control? I have no idea. I have no idea. I I mean, my son to the you know here it is a week later and he's still upset about it that he I mean he just loved that puppy and uh not to mention the thought of what might have happened um so i don't really have all the details i don't know if the police actually showed up or if they just told him over the phone that there was nothing they could do when he called 911 and uh he he was determined to try to help the pup even though uh, they said it was pretty instantaneous the the dog's death um and it was just a very frightening incident and well, yes. frightening and aggravating and we have this nut job in washington now uh down in the tacoma area now i know your daughter lives down there 
um, there was some nutcase going around dissecting cats. Oh, my. And leaving them. I mean, they're not even saying dissecting on the news. They're saying he's mutilating cats. But they said it's obvious from the way he's doing it, he's got some medical training. And he's killed 11 cats so far, and they can't find this guy. Now, the frightening thing is animal killings usually, usually progress to human killing. That is the pattern, yes. So that's the frightening thing is that there is a potential serial killer. And as far as I'm concerned, he is a serial killer because I cherish cats and and dogs and all animals um and i i you know he'll when he is arrested i don't know what's going to happen to him if, if the laws are so weak that they can't do anything i'm not sure what they would charge him with hmm. well uh like i said uh, there are states that do have uh animal cruelty laws on the books i'm surprised that washington isn't one of them now is since you know about this, is this being covered uh, well in the media in Washington State? Uh, are you talking about the cat mutilations? The cat mutilations. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's a big story almost every night. Well, good. Because this guy is, is prolific. Then that means that there is a chance, if, um, if everyone keeps their eyes open, that uh, he can be caught. We uh, well and yeah and people please do not let your cats out of the house. Cats are not really supposed to be let out. I know they a lot of them want that freedom, and a lot of people think, oh, it's okay. They just go out and they roam around and they come back. But as a noted veterinarian said to me once, if you let your cats out, they are prey. Unfortunately, yeah. Plain and simple. That's it. They're going to be attacked and eaten by something at some point. So that's lovely. Now let's get on to a more humorous subject. So did uh, did you have any listeners contact you with the answer to our, our trivia question? I did. And I didn't either. That uh, trivia question was Louisville... Louisville. Oh, right. Louisville. What is the proper pronunciation of the capital of Kentucky? I think I know the answer. Don't say the answer. Let's oh. wait till the end. Okay. Let's wait till the end because okay. that way, see, we're using those uh, promote ahead techniques to to get people to keep listening and and list and you know hoping that they glean some wisdom from uh, our idiocy. Uh, no, they're not going to get that. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I, I went to, I, I, I actually succumbed and signed up for OurTime.com. It's an online dating site for singles over 50, right? So I actually paid for a month. Yesterday, I get online, I'm looking at my email, and it says, congratulations, you've successfully changed your location. Uh, I didn't change my location. Well, I'm so happy for you. And then, uh, you know, I went in and my password's invalid. Oh, my. I said, I didn't change my password. You've been hacked so on a I, dating site. I was definitely hacked. And I get an email today from the Our Time uh, support people who looked into it and said there was definitely some suspicious activity on your account, but they didn't get your financial information. So that's good. But they said, we've reset your account, so go ahead and sign in. And I go in, I go to sign in, your account's in, uh, your information's invalid. 
password's not right. Your, I, my date of birth wasn't right. My zip code wasn't right. The last four numbers of the credit card I used to sign up were not, none of it was right. Well, you have such good luck dating, Steve. I'm surprised. And, I... and I, you know, the one woman I met on the site who expressed an interest, and we were supposed to go out last week, mm -hmm. and I, I emailed her back and I said, you know, one thing that we didn't discuss that I probably should let you know is um, I'm a liberal. And she said, she wrote back, well, I'm no fan of Trump, but I like his policies. If the liberals get their way, our country's over. Oops. I said, okay, that's a deal breaker. And nice, nice to meet you. Good luck. So she probably hacked your account. It could be. That's, you know, I didn't think of that. Here I thought it was some guy named Olav in, in uh, Kakursk or some other Russian town or a uh, 400 uh, pound uh, fat guy on his bed in uh, in new jersey that could be too that could be too um well maybe i could uh, you know if i can get in touch with him uh maybe he can get <laughs> me my money back on on uh, our time.com but i mean i i i think this is the last straw this will be the third dating site i've tried for money mm -hmm. you know go going beyond the free sign up mm -hmm. where you can't actually contact anybody um so this to me would be strike three you're out so what you need now is you just need a good piece of cardboard and a marker and write on it um uh, attractive liberal guy in need of sexy woman date and stand at a freeway ramp. Uh, 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 that, you know what? That might work. I might do that. Well, uh, so far it's 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 going to be a step up from these dating. <laughs> Anything sites. is a step up <laughs> from the dating sites. I'm thinking a hooker on Fourth Avenue would be a step up <laughs> from a dating site. Now, talking about politicians who actually write letters. I get this in the mail the other day. You can see it. They're, yeah, you're ho holding it up to yeah. the uh, to the microphone. I, yeah, I'm hoping it holding it up to the microphone. Now, if you look at the envelope, there's this like a barcode at the bottom, and it looks like okay, I, the type of things I get from some cremation society asking me to sign up to be cremated, uh, even before I die. And I'm going. I, I'm not ready to be cremated just yet. I flip it over. And it says, Office of William Jefferson Clinton. Wait a minute. And I'm thinking, William Jefferson Clinton, Bill Clinton is sending me something. But considering the barcode, I figured, okay, he wants money for it. I'm on some list and he wants money for his foundation, right? That's what I would think. I open it up and it says. He sent you a check? He sent me a check. No, it says, Dear Steve, it's addressed to me. He says, Before any more time passes, I want to thank you for the chance to talk with you about The President is Missing, for which I did a story uh, in the magazine I write for. It says, Writing the book with Jim was a lot of fun, and I appreciated the chance to share my thoughts about the experience with you and your readers. All my best wishes. Sincerely, Bill Clinton. Holy moly. Now, this is very nice, and it will go up on my wall in a frame mm -hmm. with my letter from Oprah. But 
it's like in, in my 12 years of writing for this magazine and interviewing lots of people, famous and not famous, I've had two thank you notes, one from Oprah Winfrey and one from Bill Clinton. Now, tell me where the class is. The class apparently is not with uh, everybody else. That's true. That's true. It just shows that the majority of our population has no class. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, um, people constantly tell me that uh, they don't receive thank you notes from their children, right. uh, from their families that uh, they send gifts to. Uh, so one one good friend of mine actually pays his nephew's college tuition because uh, my friend's brother passed away a couple of years, kind of stranding the family, and so he stepped in and pays the college tuition. Mm. And so I was telling my friend, you know, that I was very impressed with his uh, his honor and dedication. And he said, yeah, if the kid would only say thank you sometime. He said, I don't really care about a note if he would just say, hey, thanks, Uncle Bill. Wow. Wow. I, well, but that's an art that's missing. They, we don't, I, I think it's our generation that didn't teach our kids about thank you notes. Yeah, that was, you, you know, um, I've uh, had discussions over the years with uh, people because I grew up in a uh, southern uh, middle class household uh, with um, grandparents that were of the uh, the nouveau riche that came about in the nineteen uh, uh, in the, in the nineteen teens and twenties, and in order to kind of support their own businesses and break into society they had to learn they had, they came from the backwoods they had mm-hmm. to learn manners and so they passed that down I, I i didn't go to a finishing school but i did have to go to uh, like a month's worth of saturday classes on etiquette but you're not finished no uh, no i'm not i i never finished and never intend to what I have uh, come to really believe is that manners and etiquette are the uh, the lubricant that eases the gears of society. And if you, uh, even if you don't particularly like a person, if you are courteous to them, then everything works a bit easier. I say that after doing things like screaming at door-to-door salesmen, but <laughs> <laughs> don't we all? But uh, but I honestly believe that, and I try to uh, to send thank you notes. I don't always succeed. I always try to send uh, if, if somebody has a, a life event. I try to send an acknowledgement so that they'll know that uh, at least somebody else is thinking about them. Mm-hmm. Now, some of those acknowledgements, they you know I take the easy way out. Uh, it's via email or. Uh, text or message or whatever, mm-hmm. but I still try to acknowledge, and I try to do it in a personal way. I'm sure on your Facebook page, you know, every day you look and you see who's having birthdays, and you have a bazillion friends to have birthdays. I do try to make those notes all individual. I don't just say, okay, happy birthday, 
Yeah. I mean, if it's somebody I'm not that close to, I might just say happy birthday. If it's mm-hmm. someone, if it's a friend or, or a friend of a friend or something, then I try to be a little more personal with it. But I have to admit, I have not been good about writing thank you notes. Thank you emails, yes. Thank you notes. No, actually taking the time to write a note and mail it. Um, I have not been good about that. And part of that is because I'm ashamed of my penmanship which is god-awful. My mother always wanted me to be a doctor, and my one concession was my penmanship. <laughs> uh, well, you know, er- everybody has, has uh, something. Uh, so um, I just say get those little rub-off letters and, um, and just spend some time rubbing the letters onto your stationery. There you go. Or, you know, you can cut them out of a magazine from different pages in different magazines and paste them together. That is always very effective. It, it gets attention. It does get attention, <laughs> usually from the FBI, which is not what you want. But uh, I, I do want to add that I have a, a very close friend, and I thoroughly believe that this very close friend has You had one, one close friend? Well, no, I have many <laughs> close friends, but I have this one, and I thoroughly believe that the only close friend that this person has is me. And that is kind of scary to me. But in conversations with this close friend, I have learned that because the close friend uh, grew up with a, uh, a, I guess they would be defined as a helicopter parent, a helicopter single mother who did everything for my close friend, my close friend didn't learn how to do anything mm. and therefore has not been able to maintain friendships over my friend's entire life. Ooh. And so I have tried to make sure that uh, I maintain this friendship just so this person will have one close friend. Now, the the person is social. The person does know several people but they're not friends and i was over at visiting this this friend about a month ago and we were standing in my friend's uh front yard and talking about uh, some tree trimming that needed to be done and i was giving my uh completely and totally unknowledgeable advice when a couple that was just walking down the sidewalk, they were on their evening constitutional. They stopped by. They didn't recognize me, and uh, they thought that I might be a new p- person in that house. Uh, and I said, oh, no, I'm I'm just a friend of this person. And then uh, I mentioned, you know, the, the tree and everything. And the guy said, oh, well, listen, um... We have kind of a group here in the neighborhood, and since everybody is older, we, uh, you know, we get together. If you need trees trimmed, just say when, and, and we'll get a whole party together or come over. And so my my friend just said, oh, that's that's nice. And then as the couple wandered off, I said to my friend, so um, listen, you know, let me know when this is going to happen, and I'll come over and help too. And my friend said, oh, I don't think I'll call them. So, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. so you know, so, you know, you're, you're saying that it is our generation. I do think it is our generation. And I do think it came mainly from parents 
uh, who were, uh, you know, so concerned because they came from a lot less than most of us did. Mm-hmm. And so they, uh, they wanted to make up for us. Except for my parents, who said, "Get the hell out." Uh, <laughs> Mine did too. That's, we have that in common. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, I, I think that would be a good idea. But you know how how do you teach that to uh, baby boomers of our age? How do you teach that to yeah. millennials and Gen Xers and Gen yeah, Yers? We might be lost generations. You got to start with the youngest generation to start teaching them in school again. Maybe we need to have actually etiquette classes um, in, in public schools. I mean, it's bad enough we don't even have the basics of reading, writing, and arithmetic. Etiquette, forget it. Who teaches yeah, and, etiquette? And you, and you know, um, I will say that in my my hometown, my Alabama hometown, uh, although, uh, you know, looking at this, I'm going to have to say the uh, the evil of segregation did, did enter into some of this. Uh, but I, yeah, the, the neighborhood that I uh, grew up in was, you know, tract homes. Mm-hmm. It was basically uh, Alabama version of Levittown. Mm-hmm. And so they were all small houses, and they were, you know, pretty close together. But um, now I didn't have to uh, to go to these classes at the YMCA because we didn't have the, a YMHA. But no. uh, the <laughs> but there were there were etiquette classes that uh, that the kids on my block went to, so that they learned how to you know uh, sit down at a table and not lick the plates and stuff. But uh, yeah, that was that was the fifties. I guess maybe that was the thing. That was the thing to do in the fifties when you wanted to be uh, part of the society. Well, hey, look, uh, our president is de- determined, and and the thirty percent that follow him are determined to get us back to the fifties. So maybe that will all come back if he's not impeached first. Yeah, but he already leak, licks plates. So. Yeah, <laughs> and, and other people's plates, not even his own. Well, and and I think we would be remiss if we got through this episode without discussing our uh, our fearless leaders' uh, legal issues this week. Um, as we record this, this has been an absolutely awful week for President Donald uh, J. Trump. And, you know, that that single day, that single day yeah, when his campaign day. manager, eight counts convicted on, and his personal lawyer pleads guilty to eight counts. One day, well, about, what, 40 it, minutes apart. And not only that, that, that was exciting enough, but when that juror, the, a, a, you know, they, they sealed, the judge sealed all the names and addresses and stuff for the jurors because he was afraid that they would be bothered, not just by the media, but he had already gotten some death threats, so he didn't want them subjected to that either. One juror did come forward and was interviewed on Fox News, and she said if it wasn't for one juror, uh, Manafort would have been convicted of all 18 counts. It's one juror who held out and caused the mistrials yeah. on 10 of the counts. Yep, which uh, should say something. Uh, 
uh, of course, the message may not be received loud and clear. And then um, I'm not a fan of the attorney general, but uh, the fearless leader went after our attorney general again this week. And I'll have to say it was impressive that now he is walking by the White House holding his right hand up, middle finger extended every time he goes by. Yeah. Yes, I do like that. I, I, I'm not a fan of Jeff Sessions either and was not happy when he was confirmed. Um, but that we got, you know, we got to give him props for that because that was a good thing that he actually pushed back on Trump. And of course, Trump tried to make it something positive for himself. And everyone's still saying, oh, Sessions is a goner. He's going to be fired eventually. But then after those two, uh, you know, Cohn gave himself up to authorities and Manafort was convicted. Then, um, who is it? David Pecker. Is that his name? David Pecker, the guy who runs the National Enquirer. Yeah, he- uh, you know, uh, I, I I did see something today. It was a, a banner on one of the news channel uh, that uh, uh, I think it said, Trump fears Pecker leaking. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's legit or not. It was supposedly <laughs> on Nicole Wallace's show. Um, it- <laughs> well, didn't the Daily News have one that says Pecker and a vice? What? Oh, yeah. There have been plenty of plenty of puns online. <laughs> but uh, David Pecker was granted immunity to tell what he knows. And then today, Alan Weisselberg, Weisselberg, yeah, Weisselberg uh, Trump's CFO, the CFO for the Trump organization, was granted immunity to, hell, to tell what he knows. So now all the media is saying uh, the walls are closing in on Trump. And not only that, the uh, uh, they called off the Korea visit for uh, Mike Pompeo. So. Right, right. But they should also, they should call off the confirmation hearings for... Uh, Brett Kavanaugh. Uh, what's his name? Yeah. For Kavanaugh, because th- there's no way that Trump should get another Supreme Court justice when he might be on his way to jail. That's right. And uh, if his election turns out to be completely illegitimate, which is how it's looking and how many, many people have suspected since the election, uh, then he should not get any more nominations. And uh, Mitch McConnell also should be impeached for treason. He should. He should. And brought up on charges. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, you know what? Just shoot him. (laughs) Just shoot him. I I, I don't even want him tried. Just just. Wipe him out because he's a the jackass and he's ugly. So, uh, you know, I, I mean, just for the way he looks, he should be shot. But um, be, and turned into turtle soup. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, I really think it, it is fascinating. Um, I'm a news junkie anyway. I love to, to watch the news. And like I said, I found that watching network, um, regular network news or local news is you get more news than you're going to get from CNN or MSNBC. But when stuff like this goes down, though the cable news channels are great to hear all the talking heads parsing the whole thing. And the other night on CNN, they had David Gergen, who's a Republican, Dan Rather, who is, I don't know, I'm assuming Dan Rather is uh, independent or a Democrat, and uh, Carl Bernstein. And to wait, hear them talking, you would have thought it was all over for Trump. I mean, there was a, Carl Bernstein was saying, this is worse than Watergate. It really is. It, because and, and it took, you know, we're at a point now where 
it, it, how long did it take Nixon to resign after they started the Watergate uh, hearings and stuff? It took a long time. Yeah, it, it did. And um, the uh, only thing really that uh, that put the nail in it was the tapes. That's when he uh, he he caved. And I, I remember I was yeah. uh, doing a show in Ohio, and <laughs> across the uh, it, it was a, a very large show at across the uh, the tech intercoms. I was the property master there. Uh, came this thing from the production stage manager saying, "Please pay attention to the show. Please stop oh, yeah. watching television off stage." Yeah, I, I, I was doing summer stock in Pennsylvania when when Nixon resigned, and I missed my cue because <laughs> I was in the back watching a little TV. <laughs> yeah. I was fascinated. Like, ah, you got to get out there. You're on. <laughs> And uh, I don't know if you ran across this. I heard it. I didn't see it. And I thought, geez, would somebody just stop that? Just, you know, kill some mics or whatever. But last night, I believe it was um, Chris Cuomo and Kellyanne Conway. Oh, I saw And both of them were just talking at the same time. And, of course, she wasn't making any sense whatsoever. When I went and looked at what transcript could be pried out of that debacle, uh, you could see that Cuomo was pretty much making sense, but not Kellyanne Conway. No, but she never makes sense. Well, no, and and I, I would say to media outlets, look, there are certain people... You just don't need to uh, to have on your uh, on your broadcast, right? And she is one. Actually, anyone who supports Trump should not be allowed on a broadcast. Okay, we're we're wrapping up, so I need to know, Steve. All right, Louisville, Louisville, Louisville. What is Lu- the, the, Louisville? The, that's that's your choice. Louisville. Yeah. <clears throat> Louisville. No, try again. What? Sorry. Try again. Louisville. <clears throat> try again. It's Louisville. My, my my cousin went to the University of Louisville, and he told me that's how they say it down there. It's Louisville. <laughs> you, you want me to actually tell you? The absolute proper pronunciation of the capital of Kentucky is Frankfurt. Damn you! <laughs> Damn you, Byron! That's not fair. I want I want a do-over. I want a do-over. Next week, we're going to have more trivia um, that is legitimate, not these trick questions. But I was right. They do call it Louisville. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're right as far as that pronunciation goes. <laughs> it's just the capital that you were oh, wrong damn. Over. All right. Oh, damn. Well, that's it for this week. I'm Steve. And I'm Byron. And we are Old Guys Bitching. Created, written, produced, and voiced by Steve Fisher and Byron Tidwell. Audio mix and editing by Byron Tidwell. Recorded by accident at studios in Seattle and Las Vegas. Archive podcasts at iTunes Podcast and at podcast.com backslash old hyphen guys hyphen bitching. Don't write out hyphen, just use the little dash thingy. Copyright 2018, all rights reserved.